0: back another episode of dynasty theory i'm john bauer find me on twitter at the bauer club i'm joined by dan lamagna at ff coach dan on twitter what's up dan
1: jb it is great to see you excited for tonight's show but my opening comment's going to be a little different tonight i have been thinking about you for a week and a half listeners don't think that's strange there there's a method to my madness Been meaning to bust you i i think the number one Bauer that I now follow in social media may not be John Bauer. I'm thinking you are a very humble man because I'd be, I'd be bragging a lot. And I'm also thinking you might have some like insight in the season because I'm going to share this. I'm not being a stalker either. This is just, you know, you scroll on your Facebook and we've <laughs> known each other for a few years. But here is Nicole Bauer in Pittsburgh Steelers Stadium, women of steel on that big jumbotron back there. Doing all these cool promotions, like JB. I am getting some more fantasy tips, I think,
0: following Nicole Bauer than John Bauer. Possibly, is this true? Uh, it, it might be the case. It might be I'm, the case. I uh, mean, will she
1: be talking to the Roonies and, and Coach Tomlin and maybe give us a little insight on how that O line's progressing for Najee? Or like,
0: I we'll, we'll yeah. see, we'll see what information she can give us. You say it's me being humble, it's just me creeping in the shadows now that my sister is. Has cast on me here in the Bauer family, but yeah, (laughs) sibling uh, rivalry. Yeah, she's enjoying it over there so far. She's enjoying it. Kudos to her, man. Kudos to her. Serious congrats. Tonight, we want to talk about quarterbacks. The the critical, uh, you know, leader of the offense here, and for many situations, the leader of our super flex dynasty teams. You know, I don't know about you, Dan, but for me, I have across my whole portfolio, one, one quarterback league, and it was an orphan that I happened to take over and, you know, seeing it through. So I'm still around, but that's one out of, you know, however many leagues I'm in at this point. And I think a lot of the people that listen to the show, I'm not saying they're entirely, Super flex or two quarterback leagues, but I would say most of the leagues that people are in. So tonight's episode is going to be extremely critical when we break down quarterbacks and we continue this rookie talk uh, series leading up to the NFL draft. I'm with
1: you, JB. You know, I I think you described 1% of your roster percentage of a uh, one quarterback leagues uh, as we dominate super flex and dynasty, you know, really believe that's the way to go. And even my home drafts have, have adapted super flex in the, in the past year or two. So I am 100% two quarterback, uh, super flex formats.
0: I keep trying to push. I've, I've mentioned my home leagues, my home redraft leagues, uh, a few times throughout the last couple of years. And one, I can't get rid of defense and kicker. And I, it was very quickly vetoed, but I said, what do you guys think about super flex? Ah, no, no. So that's still out. Keep fighting the fight,
1: man. Keep fighting the fight, JB. I'm
0: trying. So (laughs) looking looking at these quarterbacks overall, just like we discussed with running backs, how do you view this class as it stands today? So I want to look at it two ways. How do you compare this class overall leading up to the NFL draft compared to previous years, and I'm kind of throwing you for a loop here because of course, this isn't on the show notes. Uh, I've always thrown <laughs> throwing extra wrinkles in there at you, Dan. But leading up to the NFL draft, how do we compare it to previous seasons leading up to the NFL draft? So it's kind of tough because obviously hindsight is our friend. But if you remember last year, people were still talking about Malik Willis. and i I had him ranked very highly pre nfl draft because i believed that what we were hearing and seeing from many people that you would think would be in the know at least a little bit still had a mocked towards the end of the first round uh worst case scenario and clearly that didn't happen so the this class leading up to the nfl draft but then how do you think it's going to play out you know if we do like a one year look ahead who really gets you excited who's going to stand out above the rest
1: yeah, you know, and again, you didn't put in the show notes the trends, but luckily here in Dynasty Theory, we have good notes to, to reference. And same as when we were talking about the running back position, I look at a three-year sample size right now, looking back at our, you know, who we liked and where we ranked quarterbacks the past couple of years. This year, I think we're kind of spoiled compared to last year. Like Kenny Pickett was the creme de la creme last year, maybe. And that's not necessarily a lot to get excited, excited about, although in such an NFL needy league, such a Dynasty, needy league for quarterbacks. Um, you know, you take what we get. Maybe it was just wishful thinking last year on Malik Willis. If you go back to the 2021 rookie class, you know, I don't think we quite have a Trevor Lawrence, you know, that rare gem. I think we'll get that next year in, in next year's draft. But 2021 was nice. You know, yeah, had the prospect of Trey Lance, which hasn't quite materialized. Zach Wilson kind of flopped, had some tools. Mac Jones gave us another starter in the mix. But th- there were some pieces to work with. So I, I think this year is kind of similar. Um, you know, maybe we won't get into the rankings yet, JB, but I think it's kind of similar to two years ago where we got some guys that we're trying to decipher, you know, I think we've got, you know, an impact player that's safe with a high ceiling. And then I think we got a couple guys that, you know, I'm excited about, but I'm very cautious now, a little scarred from the Trey Lance's and the Zach Wilson's of the world.
0: Now, Trey Lance, I mean, I, I. I had him as my quarterback three throughout that process, but I'm not going to sit here and say, you know, there's there no reason to victory lap because of the injuries and everything he's, he's endured here. So we can sit there and say, it's this, that, or the other, but uh, Trey Lance, I'm going to forgive you and anybody else for that miss. So I know my forgiveness means the, the world to everybody. It's still the, Lent, the Lenten season, right? Pretty kind tonight, JB. I haven't seen this side of you lately. I'm I'm just I think I'm too tired to be feisty tonight, but let's see, you'll you'll get me going. Mitch. (laughs) It's early. early Mitch isn't on the show, and and everybody in the Discord, they're like, Mitch knows exactly what buttons to push. But uh, you know, so there's a comment in the chat this year feels reminiscent of 2018, and I think to an extent that's a fairly good comparison because you, you have Baker Mayfield, Sam Darnold, Josh Allen, Josh Rosen. And then slipping down to the end of the first was Lamar Jackson. We very well could see things play out with five quarterbacks land first round of the NFL draft. And I I already know I'm a little glitchy. I know I can see the little thing up there. Uh, so let me let me get rid of a few windows here. Hopefully that helps. But I, I, I do think it could play out similarly uh, and maybe heading hookers the guy that goes towards the very end of the first. We had a Josh Allen go in top 10. Maybe that could be a, a an Anthony Richardson because of the traits, not necessarily the collegiate production, especially throwing the ball, but there are some similarities there. Uh, so I, I think that's a really nice comment there, AJ. All right. Uh, the, you know, I, I asked you the question and, and kind of uh, comparing it to the 2018 class, I even at this point last year we were hoping we were praying that there were going to be three first round quarterbacks right I think that that was like best case scenario what we were really hoping for uh but here we are now what 3 weeks away from the 23 draft if we only get three first round quarterbacks it would be a great disappointment it really would. And I, I talked about Malik Willis being, oh, maybe Dan has some uh, some bad news for us here. So maybe uh, that's going to be uh, thrilling for you to come uh, have us crashing back down to earth. Jeez, oh, man. But I, I was looking at some mocks last year, and Daniel Jeremiah, the day before the NFL draft, still had Malik Willis mocked at the end of the first. You know, um, so so you could sit there and say, well, fantasy folks were really pushing for that. And uh, it wasn't really the NFL minds at work there. But this year, you're seeing a lot of head and hooker creep up into the first. You know, Anthony Richardson, Will Levis, obviously, Bryce Young and CJ Stroud. So it's going to be very interesting who we might identify as landmines here because, you know, overall, first round quarterbacks, top 10 quarterbacks, still maybe about a 50% hit rate. And then it's like, what are we really talking about when we talk about a hit? Because Mitchell Trubisky for fantasy purposes through his rookie contract, it was fine, but He he, he, he played very well from a fantasy standpoint through that first contract. And then we know how things played out since, but that that's what we got to look at when we talk about a hit. Is it the sustained long-term success? Is it cracking top 12 numbers for any given season? Or is it, you know, getting that, that long-term contract. So it's going to be a lot of things to look at a lot. We're going to be discussing tonight, but Dan, your top five right now, before we get into uh, more, I would say, strategy and roster construction conversations. How does your top five look today?
1: I'll give you my top five, and then I look forward to we get into pros and cons to see if Greg stays listening to our show, because he says in the chat he is here for the, the forgiving, heartwarming JB. I'm not sure if JB will continue down that path tonight. But right now, lock and load, clear number one for me is Bryce Young. And then I am like two A and two B, and I'll get into it more in the pros and cons between C.J. Stroud and Anthony Richardson. I think it depends how I'm constructing my my teams or what my roster construction looks like. I have Will Levis at four and Hendon Hooker at five.
0: Well, we got it right off the bat. I mean, can can you <laughs> tell me because you are the you're the film guy, and I think with quarterbacks, you know, film possibly one of the more critical positions when you evaluate these as But also, and I think this comes into the film evaluation as well, the draft capital is going to be critical. You know, you talk about running backs. Yeah, late first, fantastic. Anywhere in the second, great. Beginning of the third, still good. End of the third, okay. For quarterbacks, we really want top 10. So the NFL, and not to say the NFL doesn't miss, because, oh my gosh, we just said about a 50% hit rate, even on top 10 picks that are spent on quarterbacks. So the NFL certainly has their misses, but, uh, you know, from a film perspective, what, what stands out to you to differentiate and separate not only having Bryce Young as your quarterback one, but to sit here, all right, to sit here on April 4th and say, not even the same tier as C.J. Stroud because I, that disappoints me, and maybe my <laughs> forgiveness is out the window at this point.
1: <laughs> we'll see. And, and you know, J.B., I might let you argue a little bit more. And I, like, without me throwing the red challenge flag tonight, I have a higher hit rate at like running backs in fantasy than I do quarterbacks. So I might be more aligned with the National Football League. Um, for for me with Bryce Young, it's and this is where maybe you you could you, you holler at me. Although you're saying C.J. Stroud instead of Anthony Richardson, so I think that's a little bit interesting too. I just, I look at Bryce Young as more of a complete package. I love the way he steps up in the pocket and makes all these different level throws, just all the high IQ things, the Alabama system, a little bit more success out of Alabama quarterbacks than Ohio State quarterbacks. I know size is a little bit of a concern, but if they keep him healthy and they protect him, I think he's the kind of kid that can overcome that. And I just, if I'm running a pro style offense, he could do it all for me. He could run. He could move up in the pocket. He could get out of the pocket. He can make all the throws. I just think he does more and is less of a system quarterback and more of a complete quarterback that's got that it factor that's going to be special in the NFL. And and I think I'm going to get earlier production out of him and more long-term production out of him, where I might have to be a little bit more patient with C.J. Stroud or Anthony Richardson and and just have a little more risk.
0: Uh, So many questions are popping into my head right now. Mm -hmm and I'm sure I'm going to lose my train of thought. It happens every single show. First off, you you mentioned the size, and that that's, you know, it's been talked about for several years now. You you look at it from a, a Devi standpoint. I know a, lo- a lot of great analysts and, and folks, uh, personalities, content creators, whatever phrase you want to throw around, have been talking about this for several years. So this isn't anything new. Uh, do you think it's more critical for Bryce Young than any of the other prospects here that we the top five you know it's more critical for him to go into a situation that has a better offensive line in place
1: i think it is important because you obviously got to protect the kid I, we don't want to see him be like joe but, burrow getting 50 60 important? times and then it becomes a factor is so it more it is from a health perspective
0: him. is it more important for him than the other prospects we're going to talk about tonight uh, from a staying healthy perspective, I mean, I say, I say yes,
1: not heavily, not to the point where I'm scared about it. I think the expectation is the coaching staff gets him. They make sure the O lines building around him. And like, right, if right now what we're hearing is true and Oh, Frank Reich likes taller quarterbacks and, and more people seem to be saying CJ Stroud is going to go number one to Carolina, so then you look at Bryce Young, number two to Houston, who is building an offensive line, you know, putting that money into Tunsil, you know, they, they've got some, you know, they need to help. They need to get them help at wide receiver. But I, I think that's an organization that's got the resources and the draft capital to build that old line quicker and some cap space, you know, as they're going to have Young on a rookie contract that I think he's going to be okay, JP. I mean, as long as it's not an old line, that's like, again, giving up 50 sacks, then I'm worried. If not, I think he's a smart kid. He's gonna get rid of the football. They're gonna protect him. And I think he'll be okay. So I'm not being scared away by, by that size.
0: No, but now here, here's the thing. As I always do, playing a little bit of devil's advocate, because I, I I do want to get in the mind, as scary as this could be, get in the mind of Dan Lamani here and and figure things out at the quarterback position. But you you mentioned Bryce Young to Houston, and this isn't you know, I don't want to get off on too much of a tangent there are there are so many smoke screens right now, and it seems like it's happening more and more every single year with the growth of of uh, social media. You know, now there's a and i I use this term loosely, a report that, hey, Houston might be ok passing on a quarterback at two. and they might be okay. Maybe they look somewhere else. or I mean, and and you just i I've seen reports saying, Carolina likes 17 different quarterbacks at the first overall pick. Your name was mentioned, Dan, sneaking in there with the first <laughs> overall pick. It's just, you, but you, I, I, th- I think when we're doing this, keep an open mind because uh, a lot of people, they're going to be sitting there saying, well, you know, my my evaluation of the player partly is going to be based on where they are going. I, no, nobody knows where these guys are going, and especially with more and more false information maybe being leaked on purpose or inadvertently you know just just some thoughts hey uh but also it's when when these articles come out or these 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 headlines come out dig into more than just the headline i know there's certain sites that uh oh dan lamania said this well did he really say that can we pull the full quote i'd be interested in seeing that so things like that uh,
1: JB, like with, with Bryce Young, I'm a little less concerned where he goes, and I don't want to be that fantasy owner that's re- like watching him sling the ball over the fi- all over the field because I didn't take him because I was had some apprehension about his size. Um, you know, if he goes first to Carolina, let's say they, they don't go in the Stroud direction, then it's like, okay, hey, Frank Wright, an organization that does have some talent, this might progress a little bit quicker for Young. If he goes to Houston, number two, I really like him on the turf with a team that, again, has got – could draft another receiver with it with their next pick in the first round. They've got, you know, Pierce in the backfield. They got some pieces to, you know, move this along. I think they got a better coaching staff than they've had in years. Uh, I'm optimistic on D'Amico Ryans there. And then skip the dysfunction of Arizona. They're not doing anything with Murray. They might trade out of that pick, but the further it would slide, like to your point, JB, say Houston says, ah, for some reason we're going to stay dysfunctional and stay with Davis Mills. Then he's probably sliding to even better organization. Like, Hey, go to the Colts with Jonathan Taylor and Michael Pittman and Jelani Woods and my boys, um, you know, you know, they're I think going to move that in a better direction there, hopefully in Indianapolis or go to a team that could groom him. There's just opportunities there where he's going to go with more talent. So I'm all in on Bryce Young.
0: Yeah. Uh, so I, I think size really being the biggest con for him. And you, you mentioned the pros and just what he brings to, an organization and the leadership. And I mean, so polished. There's, there's no doubt about that. Uh, with CJ Stroud, what cons are you looking at specifically? Uh, you mentioned that, uh, about five minutes ago that CJ Stroud might not give you the immediate production that a Bryce young could and very well might not give you the longer term production that a Bryce young could. Yeah, I'm a little snake bitten, you know. Fool
1: me once, fool me twice. We know that saying like I don't want to but you know, go on the Ohio State uh, you know, Kool-Aid again here. And I because I do think there is a bit of a system there that just helps him. He is the Ohio State quarterbacks historically. You get those plays from the sidelines, they got a very good offensive line and some of the best wide receivers in the world, and they capitalize on that. Now, I do watch his film and I see he could make all the throws. Similar to Bryce Young at different levels of the field. So I I enjoy watching his film. I watched him compete like an animal against Georgia, you know, know, and and, and it seems like in those bowl games in recent years, like last five years for Georgia, and they've had some good defenses, those quarterbacks that were able to go toe to toe for the Bulldogs have done pretty decent in the NFL, um, whether it's from Bama or or wherever. Um, So I like him. I just feel safer and more confident in Bryce Young. I just think he's more, has more of the it factor i'm i'm a little more a little more shy to go down that ohio state road again all
0: right
1: i you know and, he, and i think bryce young protects the ball more like when, when you look how they do handle pressure and how they've handled different situations ball security is an important thing in the nfl i just feel like bryce young safer floor higher ceiling and that trumps them over stroud for me and, and i'm really struggling whether i i like stroud or the just potential eye candy of, of Anthony Richardson. So I, I did say it's two a two B for me with that next quarterback pick.
0: Well, let's get into Anthony Richardson then, because, uh, first, uh, first comment here from Greg, what is the likelihood that Anthony Richardson sits or those days of sitting a first round gone? I let the kid play. Let it's not a Hendon hooker situation. Where he's coming off an injury, you know, bring him along slowly. Especially if, if, if Hooker would slip to the end of the first, or creep up to the end of the first, whatever way you want to look at it. Uh, you know, let Richardson play. You know, depending on the team that he goes to, it, let's say he would go to like a Washington. What's the what's the point in having him sit behind Jacoby Brissett and Sam Howell? Just just yeah. you 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 know very well what Anthony Richardson is bringing to you. And it is just a level of excitement and the dynamic playmaking and the raw traits that none of these other guys really can give you to that extent. Are there things that need to be improved on? Sure. But he still gives you that electric playmaking ability. And if you're going to, you know, maybe he does slip outside of the top 10, But if you're going to use a top 10 pick on the kid, put him in, let him play. That's my thought.
1: Yeah, I agree, JB. Like he he has the tools to play in the National Football League now, like not even just the running, which is off the charts, but he does make some impressive throws like there. There's an arm. There's a rocket arm there. It's just consistency. Learn how to read NFL defenses. It's not going to be as easy as it was in Florida, which He didn't really excel consistently in the passing game anyway. But if you do like traits and tools and talent and see the upside and say, hey, you know what, we could slowly roll this kid in. And when I say that, I don't mean let him sit a whole season, but we could keep the offense very vanilla, play action, roll out, establish the run game, you know, utilize his legs. He's got that ability and then slowly bring it up. Maybe he sits a few games early in the season. You look at these teams that have, you know, The Andy Daltons, the Case Keenums, the Gardner Minchus, he may watch him for a game or two, like learning game preparation. Hey, how do you prepare for your first NFL game of season? Set from instantly out to the Wolves, but I'd say at the latest, latest game three, game four, you see him in there, and he's in there the rest of the way.
0: Yeah, you know, again, you know what he is bringing to your organization if you're going to spend. An early draft pick on him. I, you know, it, it. I think for him, it's gonna be a kind of thing where it's great until it's not. You know, you're gonna have electric plays, and then you're gonna have a play where it's like, what? What did we just watch there? Was that really a top ten pick? And you know what? this is no joke i thought about this earlier today because this is how my mind works just completely bringing off going on tangents and bringing different things and you you know on facebook yeah um, dan and i are going to sound like dinosaurs right now they're always throwing out those like promoted videos from these different accounts and there was a video that popped up for me the other day and the, the algorithm they must really know me because i i think one of the The I have sat there and watched videos of two animals of different species, like becoming unlikely of best friends. Hold on. I'm going to get there. Hold on. And this video was a tiger and a dog that have seemingly become best friends. Listen, they sit there, they they wrestle around, they lay with each other. Adorable. But you know what? Hold on. You know what? it's, It's glorious until it's not. And the tiger looks at that dog as dinner. That's what we're looking at with Anthony Richardson here. It, it's going to be beautiful. Oh, my God. We could watch this all day until it's not until the tiger eats the dog. And that's First I, I... Anthony Richardson throwing a pick six. Boom. Other way.
1: First, I might have to take a road trip to Pittsburgh and have an intervention this summer and and like talk to Mrs. Bar. Like, what is John watching on Facebook? Uh, let let me start there. Um, but yeah, but then on the flip side, JB, wait, wait, really?
0: You've you've never watched like a video of like uh an elephant and a bird. I mean, you know, maybe
1: JB, if like I think I think my mother in law once showed me like eagles hatching eggs or something, I might have saw something, but. I, I don't think so. <laughs> JP, what if what if he is that tiger? People are listening to this episode right now and they're like, What kind of analogy? What is John? You know, I think everyone in our Discord is gonna be worried about you tonight, JP, but that's yeah, you're one with nature though. You're one with nature, so you're you're diverse. Um, I give you credit. But look, my glasses are
0: steaming up because I'm <laughs> I'm dying over here. Uh,
1: we're gonna anyway. need Richard's take on that, but but what if Richardson is that tiger? Like this kid. Like, could you, I could just picture myself regretting not having him in fantasy. Like, even Justin Fields, who still can't throw the ball consistently himself, with a few years into the NFL, is a top 10 fantasy quarterback. Like, and I watched him run last year. Like, holy cow. He, like the second half of the season, the Bears figured enough out to, to free him up. Now, I felt bad because the kid almost went out in like a stretcher because he took so many darn hits. Richardson's more of a runner than he is could he just throw enough and then continue to progress like the Lamars of the world? Like he's got every tool you need to be able to, that's your favorite word tool. He's got all the tools. Uh, I'm just pronouncing (laughs) it different.
0: He's got all the tools. I don't know how I pronounce it. So this, that kind of goes into, you know, upside, you know, I I think again, this is not a revolutionary insight in terms of saying, Anthony Richardson has an extremely high ceiling. If he is playing, I think he's got the highest floor out of everyone too. But here's the thing with the floor and here here, when you're looking at it, yeah, he has a high floor, but if you look out three years, who has the, the highest likelihood of bottoming out to zero, If you're looking at those three strictly, C.J. Stroud, Bryce Young, Anthony Richardson, I don't know how you can't say it's it's Anthony Richardson. Yeah, I just I wish we had one
1: more year sample size of him in college because I think it would become a no brainer, and and that's probably why he's two B just because of that risk. The tiger and the dog, a heartwarming chronicle of fantasy football friendship. Godly, I love Greg's comments. Oh, man. So that might be the headline when you post on Twitter, you know, really yeah. Share this.
0: I don't know. But, I, I'm losing my mind.
1: But, like, look at Jalen Hurts and Justin Fields. Like, why can't he be that so easily? And that's what makes me say, depending on my roster construction, I could see me taking him ahead of a Stroud, and I could see him being better than Bryce young Bryce young i feel is just safer like i think he's gonna bryce. land in that like bryce young that, that like two uh dak like in the top 12 but maybe the, the, the you know the later half of it where richardson could easily catapult himself up with that running fantasy upside to as an average thrower being a top fantasy weapon uh
0: nick and, and you might have jumped on late here. He says, "Weren't we doing this last year, talking about Malik Willis's athleticism? This is where it's going to be the critical as well to let the NFL provide their input, to provide their input. And if if Richardson goes uh, end of day two, or even beginning of day two, this is a completely different conversation. Uh, yeah. So, I. But again, yeah. I."
1: JB, the, the draft capital is a, a lock for Richardson, where it wasn't for Willis. The level, the, the conference he played in is a whole other world. And is as le- athletic as Wilson was, Richardson blows him away. Like, you look at their stats. Willis, Willis is no
0: You're Richardson. You're on point with names tonight.
1: Yeah, I'm, you know, there's there's a lot of names in my mind here today, but... Just, I'm telling you, they're they're night and day. I wouldn't get caught up in that Malik Willis conversation last year. I like that Nick brought it up because I have thought it, but when I look at the film, when I look at their measurables, where I I look at where they played, where I
0: look at where they're going to go in the draft, there's no comparison. And I will, and again, I love this comment, but it would lead me to caution everybody. We're talking about Anthony Richardson this way. We were talking about Malik Willis this time last year. Again, talked about a mock that Daniel Jeremiah put out the day before the NFL draft last year. Malik Willis still still going at the back end of the first in that mock. Don't get caught up on, on your your priors here. If if you loved what you saw from Willis last year, and then he slipped to the third round, there were I, I assure you, there were people still taking Malik Willis. At the end of the first round in Superflex rookie drafts, I saw it too many times. Desmond Ritter crept up. And yeah, he might get an opportunity here with Atlanta in 2023. But when the NFL tells us something, and it's not like, you know, uh, one team was significantly higher than the rest of the NFL. So he, oh, he went early first round, blah, blah, blah. When really everybody else had a second or third round grade on this player, not just quarterbacks, but anybody in general. But when you have 32 teams pass on somebody once, twice, three times a lady, then you got it. You got to start thinking, okay. Maybe our pre-draft evaluation from a fantasy perspective was incorrect. So if this happens with anybody, any of these quarterbacks, if you see Will Levis slip, but you, you for some reason, were very keen on him, uh, Hendon Hooker, that's Hendon Hooker's current value, when I'm looking at it from a rookie draft perspective, I am going to be, I'm far lower right now because I'm going in thinking he does not get first-run draft capital. But guess what? If he does... There will be an adjustment, but that goes, but that goes both ways. That goes both ways. Uh, so again, not to go off on a tangent here, but I love the comment from Nick. I, I think that's a very important talking point because things can change. This is the last piece of the puzzle. NFL teams are, you know, we would like to think they're putting in maybe as much work in, in time as we are, Dan, maybe if they're on a good day, but Use the information they give you because, like we always say, we're not, we're not, none of us are in those rooms, in those meetings, at practice. So, I, I think that's a good comment. Yeah, I, I really
1: struggle with Hendon Hooker. I, I'm going to bet today he does not go in the first round, and even if he did, I am going to be hesitant to fall into that trap of of, of draft capital because, like, this is dynasty theory, right, JB? By the time he's recovered from this ACL, he he's going to be 26 years old. He's, he's going to be almost a, he's going to be Kirk as Cousins. old as you, Dan. <laughs> you know, he's creeping up on me already and he hasn't even, you know, uh, oh man, he hasn't even set foot on an NFL field. You know, so what I learned from watching that Tennessee film, maybe it's a teaser for next week, what I learned about that, you know, Hooker in Tennessee is that I love Jalen Hyland. That's what I learned, man. That's who I'm in love with from Tennessee, not Hendon Hooker.
0: Yeah, it's it's certainly gonna be interesting. I mean the you know the the upside is is there as well. And you can sit there and say, well, he's gonna be 25 years old, he's coming off the ACL injury. But if he creeps into that first round of the NFL draft, then I'm not saying he gets bumped up to an early to mid first round pick in super flex rookie drafts by any means, but you do have to adjust. And if you believe that he goes day two, you need to be shifting a little bit. Maybe you don't get all the way up to market, but there needs to be a slight adjustment at least, uh, whatever he does. And if he goes into, uh, the first round, I'm sorry, I'm reading AJ's comment. Yeah. But QBs now play till they're 40, Dan. So, Hannon uh, Hooker will have two years before that point uh, if he ever no, gets I, on
1: a national football league field as a starter, but like, I, like I, I will adjust a little bit, JB, if he goes first round, just so I could trade him to you. That's, that's what I might do.
0: Wait. So, so, but me saying that that's what you took away from that.
1: I'm just being a, you know what, but I'm just, I'm just, I'm out on him. You know, I mean, I got him. And, you know, we get to the second round of a rookie draft. He's on my list. He's in the tier. You know, it depends who's there, it depends where he goes in the draft. But again, dynasty theory. I know quarterbacks play for a while, but I think part of him is being a product of that Tennessee system. I think he had a really good year last year. Um, You know, he had a a a really
0: solid two years.
1: He did. He did. And I I think he's going to be a good backup quarterback in the National Football League.
0: All right, so even with the first round draft capital, he is going to be coming in a quarterback 5 for you. And can I say even with first round draft capital, he will be my quarterback 5 as well. And that leaves us, leaves us leaves us with Will Levis. I don't think I you know what where he is valued for me currently. And this I don't want to get too cross positional with this conversation, but Assumed, top 10, top 12 draft capital. He's in that 109 to 111 tier for me as it stands today. But that also is with an expectation and a baseline set for every single player in terms of where I believe, based on my research and what you're hearing in, from, from all the uh, the NFL talking heads, like I've mentioned a few times, that could shift up a little bit that could certainly shift back a little bit. I you know so there's always going to be situations where you look at a position and you know I I happened with wide receivers 2 years ago for me because uh that was like the Michael Carter draft class and even not many guys went day 1 or day 2 at the running back position so that that I had a, a certain grade on coming out, and because of that, a wide receiver might have been like wide receiver six pre and post draft, but they bumped up three, four, five spots because of the way other positions went. So, that is my way of saying Will Levis, something crazy would have to happen for him not to be my quarterback for, but how things shake out w- across other positions, he might move up just a smidge. But there's also room for him to, to move down a little bit. I just I I think when you look at probability and the way the, the likelihood of outcomes and the range of outcomes, there is most likely a better chance than not that he ultimately ends up being a bust in the NFL.
1: Yeah, I have such mixed feelings. I have them in the same tier you do, JB. Like that nine to eleven makes a lot of sense. I think this is where this year's draft for Dynasty falls a little bit short. Like we talked about there being some more depth at running back and tight end, and there's guys that are, you know, have potential and are attractive, but I could also see a lot more busts in that seventh or twelve range this year. It doesn't feel as like lockstep safe as it did previous years. Um, so, so I think there's a little bit more gamble where depending on where Levis Levis gets drafted, he could go all the way as high as seven, you know, in my first round rankings, but, but I do struggle with him. You know, he's got nice size, he might be a little bit of Taysom Hill. I don't know if it's cause they wear the same s- number seven there. Uh, just a big dude runner, you know, he's got a strong arm, but then I think like, he was also like left pen is- Penn State because he was behind Sean Clifford. I don't know if that's a red flag or if that's like okay. It was the same thing as like you know Justin Fields being behind Jake Fromm and Georgia. You know, just quarterback like Joe jo- run, jo Burrow the transfer- system.
0: Joe Burrow transferring.
1: Yeah, you know. So so I'm I'm trying not to let that scare me away, but I'm in Penn State country as as are you, JB? I mean, you're a little closer to Pitt, but we're
0: Pennsylvania. This Penn is State. not Penn State country.
1: Well, I know you're a pit, you're a pit panther guy, but I'm it, Penn State's Pennsylvania man. Like, come on, JB. Happy Valley. It's it's the it's the number one. School I'm not in a Pennsylvania. Flyers fan.
0: I'm not an Eagles fan. But don't don't you just live project in that. Don't don't project that on me.
1: Maybe it's the Northeast PA media, media here in Scranton. They, they, they covered like Penn State to nauseam. and like I just Sean Clifford's never gonna like you know sniff NFL fantasy relevancy and and. and you know, Will had to leave because he couldn't beat him out. So I worry about that a little bit. But but I do like a lot of his film. Again, he does remind me of Taysom Hill. He didn't go away on some military assignment for years. He's not as old as, you know, Taysom Hill. But there's there's some tools, JB. There's some tools there. So anywhere from seven to eleven, I I wouldn't
0: argue with. Wait, this is perfect timing. Mitch just jumps on. Come on, JB. Uh, wait, you said Taysom Hill military assignment. Wasn't it the and Mitch, what's the verbiage? The, uh, the uh, uh, LDS retreat, not military. Yeah, I'm he's, saying he, you know he, he's, he's, building he's like a late bloomer something. to
1: fantasy relevancy in the quarterback position, and he's raw, and I don't know. You know, junior year was a little bit better, but he had some more weapons, and so I, I have some mixed feelings on him. But potential's there. If I'm a quarterback needy team, I'm willing to roll the dice on him as long as another NFL team is after him, it falls off for me.
0: You made a, you made a good point. And this is something I actually just did uh hour and a half ago. And it was stemmed from a conversation in the discord, the dynasty theory, Patreon as little as five bucks a month. April is completely free. Come check it out. If you don't like it, you get refunded anyway, bounce after April. And that's not a late April fool's prank. Okay. All right which is probably the worst holiday. And I use air quotes there of all time. Uh, But one thing that I am looking to do, there is a, you know, and this, this goes back to uh, early in the off season, you know, you're starting to formulate your rankings and your tiers. And that's why we do a lot of tier based rankings because it allows you to pick up value within the margins, but I, You know, you go from, okay. I got four guys in this tier. I got five guys in this tier. And then as the offseason progresses, we start getting more insight and information and combine results and pro day results and who's really getting hyped from the NFL folks. You start to move these tiers around a little bit. So this is a very long winded way and. People are thinking JB long-winded, no way, but a long-winded way of me saying there is a top six right now that I want in 12 team super flex, uh, rookie drafts. There's, there's a top six. Okay. And I moved one Oh eight and two Oh four to get up to one Oh six, an hour and a half ago. And now you're thinking, Hey, I I got four guys there from one Oh six to one Oh nine. That that I really like, so I'm okay moving back. I you know, I would pick up the extra second, but once we get into the rookie drafts and you're staring down a Jameer Gibbs or a JSN there at 106, or let's say Bryce Young slips in some leagues because people don't know how to value the quarterback position. Now I'm maybe moving up from a Quentin Johnston who you know, I was told it was going to be a bust because he can't separate But uh, the, the sarcasm font there. But if I'm able to move a 204 to make up that the ground and get up to a JSN or a Charbonnet to a Gibbs, there's a clear difference there for me as it stands today. So I'm betting on that staying intact and making the move today because once we get more... Uh, more, maybe not more separation, but a clear divide between the tiers. It gets more and more difficult, especially, I, I say this so many times, right now you're looking at, you're like, oh my gosh, there's 24 guys in rookie drafts I would love to have. Well, then landing spot throws out some of those guys at the end of the second. Draft capital, you know, oh, I love Isaiah Spiller. He's going into second round, boom, fourth round. You know, so now, you start to move up into the second. There's a bigger gap there, so I'm not as uh, upset by moving off the 204 to get up into that top six. And I think that's one thing that Dan, you and I can agree on here.
1: Yeah, I love that move, JB, for you. You know, again, where I look at the past two drafts, this again, I I, I stand by. I think this draft falls short and has more risk for bust. So my bet is at least one of those two picks are going to bust that you traded, and that one Oh six is going to be better than that other guy. Uh, the, the ceiling and potential of those top six guys. I'm right. Lockstep with you. Those six are locks. And does, I don't know if it does. It count as breaking news for Denver Bronco fans that John Elway, the legend in Denver split from the organization. Is that breaking news? I don't know. Yeah, I think that might be, I'm, I'm a big John Elway fan. Historically, maybe showing my age, one of the greatest quarterbacks we, we, ever.
0: We got, we got Greg, uh, our, our resident Broncos fan. Let us know. Is
1: there's there, there's got to be some turmoil there. Coach Payton's, you know, hey, this is my way or the highway. And I don't know if John liked that, but he did say they're in great hands. So he left with like some complimentary words.
0: Yeah. All right. Uh, looking at the, the our five quarterbacks here. Oh, that was earlier today. Dan. Yeah, I just earlier got the message.
1: Just, just got the memo.
0: I, I ignored it because it's not really fantasy relevant, so I, I don't care. Um, are, there, are there any later guys here? You talk about your top five. Are there any guys that that stand out to you, you know, uh, a Brock Purdy, a Davis Mills, guys that, you know, are certainly uh, maybe on the radar, but as a late round flyer in your rookie drafts?
1: I think there could be. I like that we're 45 minutes into the show, and I think that's the first, like, close to actual a show note that we started (laughs) with because you and I, I think, went on a 45-minute tangent because we're we're pretty passionate about uh, rookie quarterbacks. Uh, But, if you know, if we're looking at a later guy or, like, that Brock Purdy mold, someone that we're going to take a flyer on and super flex because we're in the third or fourth round and, you know, we want to get something in our dynasty quarterback uh, room there. I went with Tanner McKee. Um, I feel like he's not being talked about as much as, I mean, obviously Hayden Hooker, but he may not be that far off. Um, Bennett specifically O'Connell after having a good, uh, senior bowl there. Um, I think he could be potentially better than all. He has some, you know, some more traits to be maybe the, the desk, you know, good dart throw for a quarterback needy team could, could develop into something. So Tanner McKee would be my guy that I'm kind of looking at as a, dart throw quarterback that maybe evolves to something. I'm not holding my breath here, though, again, saying he's going to be the next anything. But, um, you know, we have some deeper rosters. It is super flex, you know, uh, on the bottom and back end of our bench. It's worth taking a
0: flyer on him. Now, these picks that we've discussed earlier here, uh, specifically the the top three quarterbacks for you, is there a situation where you're looking at these picks – When you're on the clock and you're saying, okay, Bryce Young is the top guy on my board here at 102, or Anthony Richardson, or whoever, and you're thinking, I'd rather trade out than make this pick on this quarterback. Maybe I go after a veteran. Maybe I go after a veteran plus because I'm a little thin and my depth could use some work. Is there any situation like that? Or are you sitting there saying, I'm on the clock? I want Bryce Young.
1: I think my mind went tonight where like if I could get Bryce Young I, I believe the answer is no. If I need a second quarterback because I only have one and my roster is a contender, I may trade to get a solid number 2 and get off of that. Uh you know to solidify my season, but I think I would need a, you know, a second or another player with a vet quarterback if I'm you know, not, not getting a a future first. Um, if I have two quarterbacks, I would rather the upside of any
0: of the top three. And that's a question and a conversation that really could be an entire episode by itself. It really could, you know, maybe a lot of scenarios. Yeah. So I, I throw a very generic question there. A little softball for Dan knocks out of the park there. Uh, You know, one thing you said, and I want to mention this because it's been coming up a lot in the Discord. You see it on Twitter all the time. You see it in group chats. You see it in trade discussions. Hey, I I can't move this running back because I need a running back. Or I got to go out and get a running back. It is April 4th. I don't know about you, Dan, but I don't think there's any games. Maybe you're XFL this weekend but we have plenty of time. So when you're approaching this and you're in your rookie drafts, you know, I I don't know that it necessarily happens with a Bryce young CJ Stroud or Anthony Richardson, but you know, if you're one Oh two and maybe you do have a Jameer Gibbs as your number two, even in super flex leagues. And if you do, okay, that's another conversation, but let's say you do and you're a one Oh two and you're like, I'm taking Gibbs because he's my top guy that's fine but don't do it because you need a running back in april okay you have plenty of time now you know your league better than anybody else does or at least i hope you do you know if it's an active league you know if managers are a little stingy you know if they they gravitate towards rookie picks or you know there there's some running there's some leagues where running back is still king and it, you have to overpay and if you want to acquire and it could be any position but You need to go into this with an open mind and don't reach on a player strictly because you have a need at the end of April, beginning of May. You know, so uh, I think Will Levis, Hendon Hooker, they're going to be good examples from a quarterback situation where somebody might be sitting there at 106 or 107. And I'm not, I hope as soon as I say that, you think, oh, my God, that, I would never do this, JB. But you're sitting there at 107, and instead of taking your top player on the board, you look and say, well, I had Tom Brady on my roster, and I need to replace him. I got to get Will Levis here. If he's not your guy, he's not your guy. Approach it differently. Look to move off of that pick for some veterans if you think the market in your league has shifted that way. Maybe look to to go another route, move a positional player uh, as you get closer to the season. but Just be patient. We have plenty of time before the season rolls around. Uh, You know, so that is my disclaimer. And it happens to everybody. I know I certainly look at rosters and I'm like, oh, I would love to shore up this position. And then I got to think, JB, you got five plus months. Settle down, buddy.
1: Yeah, I think it's good advice to be mindful that there is plenty of time to address that need. So don't pass up on a great talent. I think it's important to look at who you're passing up. You know, don't have regrets after the draft because you just fill the need. Um, you know, I, I'd say it's not like the NFL where you know you're going to draft for a need and then you passed up the best player av- available. That's the worst right, thing to do in the right, National right. Football League. It, it is different for us. I think you could fill a need if you have to, but again, be very mindful of the board. What you could have got for that guy that you passed up, you might have. You might be able to draft someone else, trade them, get your need and something. Uh, so really, be aware of what's available.
0: All right, we're going to finish tonight's episode. And anything else, not final thought related, but just with these quarterbacks, Dan, that you want to share with our listeners before we get into a little this or that?
1: It, it really thins out. So, I mean, I, I think between everything we're reading and seeing and we cover tonight, we cover the heart of the guys and where they're they're going to, you know, their value is and where they're going to go. You know, there, there's some dart throws, you know, in Aiden O'Connell, Stetson Bennett, maybe Jack Hayner's the other guy from Fresno State that are like fourth round, or if you have a dynasty league that has fifth round picks, wherever they might fall, maybe a deep bottom of the bench roster.
0: All right. Well, let's get you started here with, I mean, there's only one way to start this. Dak Prescott or 103? Dak Prescott. Dak Prescott or 102? So Dak Prescott or for you, Bryce Young? Dak Prescott. Is there any? Sorry, do you know? I, I didn't. I didn't call this rapid fire, so I want to leave some yeah. conversation here. Is is there any situation? Great. Is there any situation where you don't take B. John Robinson one hundred and one?
1: Only if I had a roster that was again really solid at running back, and the difference in me winning the year was like you know i had brady retired on my roster i have one quarterback at best like i've got a couple rosters jb that
0: damn i just uh, talked about this
1: yeah but, but jb i
0: mean
1: yeah, probably not jb but i like bryce young i like you know i don't know i love super flex and stacking up on quarterback and but probably not because he's going to be a dallas cowboy so definitely not if he goes to dallas um but you know I never want to say never JB, depending on roster construction, but no, he's Bijan. I mean, I have it here. He's my clear number one.
0: 12-team super flex. Bijan Robinson needs to be your 101, but you can certainly move off of him if that's the way you want to go. I wouldn't pass on him strictly because you have a need elsewhere, and you could get a quarterback plus. And even if you you know, you've tried to move back to 102, 103, 104, four, and you want to be able to pick up one of those quarterbacks and you haven't been able to, you could get Dak Prescott plus, plus, you know, just using True. that name there. Uh, and I see AJ where we're uh lockstep here. I'd still take Bijan then sell him for a quarterback plus boom done. Oh. And I don't know why Greg's talking about Colorado, uh, probably uh, John Elway still.
1: I don't know. Oh, yeah. It was an earlier. away comment. But yeah, I had a moment of weakness. But yeah, Bijan's locked up. number one.
0: It's all right. That's why we're here. We talk each other through this, you know? Tua or 105? Tua or 105. I'm still with Tua. All right. Maybe it'll be easier. Uh, Tua or Anthony Richardson? Tua. Tua or Bryce Young
1: I have them right next to each other I have Tua right before Bryce Young Currently in my rankings So that's like my cutoff Anyone after Tua I would go with the rookie Daniel Jones or Will Levis Daniel Jones I have Will Levis I'll let you go more names That's more fun before I tell you where I have them
0: right, Will Levis or So you went Daniel Jones Trey Lance (sighs) Whew
1: I have Levis for, like, right – I have the Niners situation. <laughs> I have, like, Purdy Lance Darnold. I, I hate the Niners quarterback situation right now, but I don't believe in Trey Lance. So, I, I think even though I have Levis after him in my rankings, I'm going to go Levis. I
0: would Depending go on where Levis. he goes,
1: Sue JB. I, I think he's going to – I think some team is going to invest in him, and I think I have a starting quarterback who's going to get a chance over his first contract where I think Lance is going to – falter so I, I probably should be bumping levis up in my rankings a, a notch or two
0: all right let, let's change this up a little bit lawrence or stroud wait wait, wait sorry sorry i keep forgetting young is your quarterback one <laughs> lawrence or young i love trevor lawrence man it's, all right
1: trevor's way up there I mean, he's headed to a head of dak
0: La- lamar jackson or, or young
1: lamar jackson He's i have him right in that L- trevor Right. Tier.
0: Justin Fields. Uh,
1: He'll get a contract, JB. He'll get a contract. Sorry.
0: Justin Fields or Bryce Young? Justin Fields. Bryce Young or Kyler Murray?
1: This is where my hatred for the Cardinals and the whole Kyler situation, I'd rather the draft pick. I'll go with Bryce.
0: All right. And then you said Dak over Bryce Young, right? I did. And then Deshaun Watson or Bryce Young? Bryce Young, I have Deshaun right after Bryce. All right, now how far down do we switch that up if we're talking about C.J. Stroud, Tua, after Tua for you? Oh yeah. So, well, uh, Daniel Jones or Stroud?
1: I I have Danny Danny Dimes right now. It's close.
0: We need, to, we need to talk about this off the air. We need to have a serious conversation. You talk about you having to come out to Pittsburgh. We need to meet somewhere, and we need to talk about this immediately. I like the direction uh, of that Giants offense. All right. Uh, would you go Richardson or Daniel Jones? I, I have Richardson and
1: Stroud like right next to each other, so either one I would. And no, I'm probably no. a hypocrite, JB, because the, the upside of Richardson could so surpassed them um, i'm looking through the lens right now of a lot of my dynasty rosters are contending teams you know i've traded most of my ja- draft capital jb so i don't even have a chance of getting uh, other than maybe one or two leagues these guys so i will do a startup after the draft and then i think when we get to startup point jb i probably would take richardson or stroud over but they would probably go before i even could take them then i end up with daniel jones normally knowing the way i construct my rosters
0: yeah okay and then it is there any uh any thought that crosses your mind with jared goff kenny pickett Derek carr kirk cousins russell wilson
1: they're all right next to them and again contending rosters i'm looking right now i'm very happy to have any of those veterans that you named to lead my team for three years maybe so now but in um, Dynasty, uh, no one wants those guys.
0: No. The they do wouldn't... want
1: Stroud or Richardson and the potential of them. So I know I could get something for them. So if I'm giving the I'm Dynasty listeners advice, I mean, you probably should go after a Stroud or Richardson before Goff, Dimes, Cousins, Gino. probably Pickett, Carr, Russell.
0: The fact you know. that we're throwing the word probably in there. I'm, I'm fascinated. I want to win money. I'm I, I'm fascinated right now. And again, I had a very, just, good, very,
1: very good ROI last year, J. I I'm right did, in JV. that that ROI. You know?
0: I'll tell you where to shove that ROI in a second here, <laughs> but we keep it uh, family friendly here. Uh, we, uh very warm quick, and Fuzzy
1: though. John is gone. He's yeah, gone he's for 59 minutes into the show.
0: Very quickly. So you got your 101, you got your 102 locked up. Do, who's 103 for you right now? It's Stroud. So we're talking about Daniel Jones up there with the 103 for you. Based on
1: production for the next three years and wanting to win now. Like if I have, I have Danny Jones on my roster and I do on a couple leagues, I'm going to ride him. Um, So if I offered you, uh,
0: hypothetically, if I were to offer you the 103 for your Daniel Jones,
1: you would answer that phone and, Problem is I don't have a 103 in most of my league, so that's no, a, you know, from mo- that perspective. Of contending, I, but if he, if you offer me that 103, I, I would give you, um, I would give you Daniel Jones.
0: Okay, so then uh, is uh, it fair to is it fair to say at their respective prices, you would prefer Daniel Jones then?
1: At their respective prices, that's a good way to
0: word it. <sighs> okay, I guys, don't worry. I, I think we talked some sense into them. Oh, we can wrap up the show now. Final thoughts. Dan, episode 198. Next week, action packed. We're going to try to keep it to an hour. Wide receivers and tight ends. Dan, myself, and Mitch, we're going to be here on Wednesday. Next Tuesday is my wife's birthday. Try not to spend it in the doghouse, if you will. Uh, So we got episode 199 next Wednesday, nine o'clock Eastern episode 200 the following week that's going to be our rookie mock draft pre-NFL draft awesome all right Dan that lined up very nicely what do you got for our listeners here
1: I don't even know where to start but like for our listeners I think as you go through tonight's episode and I think it's really important to know there's a lot of different scenarios whether you've got a contending team a rebuilding team whether you're doing a startup and you know I look through things from a different lens but John, that ROI, man, I'm just saying, don't, don't discount these, these grizzled vets that still have a good contract in them, but, but dynasty value wise to AJ's points in the comments, it does feel gross. So I would take those, those one Oh threes. Look forward to next week, JB diving into wide receivers. Uh, a lot of big plans. I'm off the New York Rangers game Monday night too. I know that was part of, we were juggling nights yep. there. Really stoked taking my son first time at a Rangers game. Going to be a blast, but can't wait for next week.
0: Yeah. You, uh, you're like a resident New Yorker these days.
1: I don't know what's going on. We're going to meet Adam Graves, who was on their Stanley cup championship game before, uh, team before the game, which is going to be pretty cool. So we'll post nice. that out okay. there. And, and, and JB, before the episode, we says, hey, is it going to be an hour tonight? We, 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 we have like five quarterbacks to cover and no Mitch on the show. And we still went over.
0: Yeah. I mean, it was a fun episode. Obviously we could talk for, for days, uh, but hopefully everybody enjoyed the show. And like like Dan said, my final thought here, very quickly, you know, there are so many scenarios and so many situations. And I threw that blanket question to Dan: Hey, would you rather move off one of these picks or draft a quarterback? The beauty of our Dynasty Theory Patreon slash Discord is we can take the time and run through every single scenario. You got any question, any thought? You know, it, it isn't just questions. It's people sharing their their thoughts and everybody bouncing ideas off of each other, and that's why it's so fantastic. But through that, we're able to get through a million and one different scenarios as opposed to a quick little blurb, a quick hitter here on the, the episode. So hopefully you all enjoyed it. For Dan LaMagna, he's not with us tonight, but Mitch Sorensen, I'm John Bauer. We'll catch everybody next week.